Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu they gon' talk about it ah yeah you are invited ah needing therapy I guarantee baby we got it And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we hey. celebrate. Woo, you didn't baby. know I was going to go there, Naomi. We celebrate beating back fascism. For one more day. I know we don't talk about politics usually on the show. We but honey, this is a brand new dawn. For one. Yes. And for <laughs> now on, this is now like Chapo Trap House. This is a dirtbag left podcast. Just strap in. Everyone. <laughs> I would never let that happen. You guys, you can trust me. No, never. Um, never. But oh, my God. This is the first episode <sighs> where we know that come January 2021, we about to have a little freedom. Have a little George Michael style freedom. I swear to God, we ain't gonna have to hear his crazy ass all the time. Pe- we can finally stop pretending like what he says makes sense and matters <laughs> because he will no longer be the goddamn president. I feel a thousand pounds psychically lighter. I mean, honey, I said I've never felt more alive. It's and I just and I just want to. It's like. Oh, I just, I don't know. We really got into it. Like, Andy and I, honey, we were driven to create. Oh, God. We celebrated? We celebrated. We celebrated. We hung out in a friend's backyard and let our dogs hang out together. And Mabel got along with everyone. Mabel got along with a dog, you guys. And a dog who was bigger than her. She didn't react. Mabel, even Mabel knew to calm down (laughs) and enjoy the vibe because it was a big day. And then we had a nice dinner. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, I, I don't want to credit last week's show, Good Vibes Only, <laughs> with uh, with what happened. But perhaps it put a certain energy into the universe that then everyone fed off of. Perhaps people took some of Joe's tinctures. <laughs> the tinctures Joanna re- recommended to all of us <laughs> from Nature Direct. <laughs> um, by the way, if this is your first episode of Couples Therapy, well, uh, we, are, never. Welcome. we are celebrating. This is not our usual introduction. We are just celebrating... Uh, and in fact, Naomi, as you said, we were driven to create. Naomi was like uh, walking around the house singing a little song. When I feel light, honey, I just start singing songs. I kept si- first. I started. I was singing "Lift Every Voice and Sing," but except I changed the lyrics. 
and it started with count every vote and sing. And then that just really, I took that for as long as I could take it. Then I did a, um, and then I just started making up my rap, you know, because sometimes I'm a raptress in the house, in the privacy of the home. And because my husband, my betrothed, my partner is over here so creative, I just start singing and he's like, we should put this to music. And I'm like, can we do that? Because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know how to actually see something through. Yeah, so then I got as creative as possible and put together some garage band loops. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Heidi, and Heidi, we created a bop. We created a bop and we are now going to bring that bop to your ears so you have something to keep you lighter. All right, here it is. Donald Trump, bye, bitch. Ivanka Trump, bye, bitch. Eric Trump, bye, bitch. Don Jr., bye, bitch. Jared Kushner, bye, bitch. Bill Barr, bye, bitch. Baby Dinosaur, bitch. Betsy D, bye, bitch. Kellyanne, bye, bitch. Mike Pence, bye, bitch. Calling your wife mine, bitch. Stephen Miller, bye, bitch. Put you in a cage, bitch. Mike Pompeo, bye, bitch. Mark Meadows, bye, bitch. Enjoy your COVID, bye, bitch. Kelly McEnany, bye, bitch. Kelly McEnany, bye, bitch. Whole crew, bye, bitch. Whole crew, bye, bitch. Everybody, bye, bitch. 45, bye, bitch. Man. Don't you love it? Catchy. Don't you love it? Heck. The only thing I regret is I forgot to say Giuliani, bye, bitch. (laughs) So, you know, but again, it's like maybe I do a 12-minute version where I list every single name. Yeah, it was so funny. So, uh, Naomi, we put it up online, like, Saturday night. And then uh, uh, people seem to love it. There was like one single person on <laughs> Naomi's Instagram who was like, "This, this is a step too far for me. Unfollow." I know someone who was like, who was literally so funny because they were literally like, "She's like, I used to like you before, but this is too much. Unfollowing you, do you?" And it was like some white lady, and it. Was- and I was begging Naomi, I'm like, Naomi, please let me write. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and I just said no. Under her, let comment. it go, honey. I hit like. I said goodbye. But what I thought was so funny, it was like. You like me till now? What the hell have you been watching or seeing with my angry black ass? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? This was the line? And then it was funny because I saw today somebody, some woman named Erin, who I'm now obsessed with, she just responded to that comment. That woman's comment was like, LOL, imagine this being the reason you leave. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I know. And then some other guy, some older white guy was like, you don't have to rub it in. And it's something like that where I was like, I was like, bitch, you found me. Okay. I ain't coming up in your house. Yeah. We didn't, bye, bitch. You. we didn't at you. Thank you. He doesn't even follow me. So obviously it came to his attention, but then he came to say something. And it's like, you can't say I rubbed something in if you came to find it. Goodbye. Lick your wounds. It was just like, but by the way, so we turned into like a ringtone, I suppose. Yeah. If uh, if you want to purchase this ringtone, go to CouplesTherapyPod.BandCamp.com. And I will tell you this, all the proceeds yes. are going to go to on-the-ground organizers in Georgia. Trying to get people registered for them runoffs, making sure every vote gets counted, and then everybody comes out and votes. Yes. That's what we're sending it to. On the ground organizers, not the Lincoln Project people. On people who are in Georgia doing the work, making it happen. Okay? We gotta help them get what they need when they got their boots on the ground. So that's what we're doing, just so that you know. Because I was like, oh, we can give this to people. And then it's like, well, if we can get, like, and we were just charging a dollar, you know, and, and I just thought, um, Maybe we can do something with yeah, it, right? It's like, hey, let's we can continue flip it. the spirit of helping. The, exactly, the shit ain't over just because 
you know, Uncle Joe and Auntie K up in here. That Auntie AKA. <laughs> I was here for Kamala's AKA energy. <laughs> My cousin is an AKA. You know, it's a very fancy black sorority. I didn't. I was pretending like I knew what you were talking about. AKA is a sorority that Kamala is a member of. Where'd you go, Howard? Yeah. Um. Anywho, okay. The fact is, we're coming. In, we're coming in hot. We have a little joy. We feel lighter. But it's so. But, wait, can I say it's so funny? So back in like June or July, I was like, "Hey, I have a plan. Just in case the worst thing happens in November, we should record like two or three months worth of episodes, just in case." So that if we were like in a puddle on the floor crying, yeah, we could still give you the content you love, right? Yeah, if we were living <laughs> our lives in the fetal position, you could still get episodes, and we would just have to record an intro. So we have now <laughs> three months worth of episodes. Yeah. Which I love, quite honestly. We they, get to relax, yeah. and they're fun episodes. But yeah, they're all so every you're gonna hear these episodes that we recorded before. Obviously, we knew what our status was, but they're still lovely, fun combos. Yeah, which is also fine because we don't talk about politics, so it's not like it's timely or anything. Right, right, right. So it kind of so it was great. But today is such a fun one. This was one for me where I was like, someone who you and I both like, but this yeah. is one of those conversations where I'm like, holy shit, I am learning more about you. Um, you have already heard her lovely voice today. We are talking to Cameron Esposito comedian writer and actor who we adore so deeply you may know cameron from her podcast query her tv show take my wife or her new memoir save yourself which you should definitely buy and read it came out like early in choir which is so you know frustrating like your first book and then of course you can't even go on a book tour but you should buy it i definitely felt like after talking to cam for this you know on the pod i was like oh my god there are layers. There is so much here to unpack and discover. And it made me like really yeah. want to. And she is so fucking like smart and funny. So she's awesome. I, I like uh, I was kind of scared of her a little bit, but she's, she's very so cool. warm. Because yeah, I know because she's, she's so cool. cool and the hair. I mean, to me, whenever someone has style, I'm automatically <laughs> like, uh, well, may I please uh, say hello? <laughs> you know, because like if you're really cool. We're both nerds, you and I. Yeah, and I don't know how to dress. <laughs> I'm like always... always in awe of people who know how to dress. I'm like, how did you know how to put stuff together in a cool way? Anyway, yeah. Cam um, is wonderful. You should definitely buy Save Yourself. But before you do that, listen to this magical, wonderful episode. But before we get into that, as always, you know we got to tell you about that Twitch show, baby? Come on. Every Wednesday, 2 p.m. PST, me and Andy. We bring together the Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew, also known as Group, also known as <laughs> Baby Cult. Also, no. I don't. I do not like the direction some of this stuff is going. I love it. You know, we're a sex negative cult. We just want your money. And I personally think that that's a beautiful thing. To be honest, <laughs> in an not, age of Nexium, I do not support this. To be honest, uh, but honey, we come to you. Andy does hilarious bits. I pop off at the mouth. Last time I was wearing a head wrap and what looked to be a potato sack. I am coming to the Twitch show real okay so if you want to come visit us wednesday 2 p.m pst you can go to twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod it is free but if you want to hang out and like in the chat you have to like sign up for an account again free but again ctqc for life besties yeah join us all right now roll it cam 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 this is where we're at inquire honey we are recording with you on day 200. Day 200. Uh, Yesterday was Yom Kippur. I fasted all day. Was in was insane with a caffeine headache by 7.30 p.m. when I finally broke the fast and I am losing it. How are you doing? Day 200. Let's get into it. You know what? Um, how am I doing today? 
let me just allow me to paint an audio scene. Um, uh-huh. They are replacing a water main outside of uh, where I live and have been doing that for six months. And it's not <laughs> it's not the fault of the the people out there that do the construction, but I do curse them. I do uh-huh. curse them. Of course. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, I will say, I got a new puppy not too long ago. I was going to bring it up and, immediately. Ah, it's <laughs> And I was out on my balcony at like 5 o'clock in the morning because yeah. she was waking up early. And I saw these same construction workers, the usual burly type, <laughs> um, doing yoga in a circle. Oh, that is Los Angeles. That is Los Angeles in a fucking nutshell. Well, that's why it takes them six fucking months to fix a water main. These bitches yeah. too slow. These are damn dirty too hippies doing out. some savasana. <laughs> wow. It's too chill. So it's loud over here. It's yeah. loud over here. And um, yeah, so how am I doing? I'm good. I just wish <laughs> for... No noise to happen again ever. Yeah. yeah. Until the end. We are across the street from a construction site since we moved in here. Like when we even looked at the apartment, you know, we came and the apartment was great. Loved it. And then we were leaving. I noticed right across the street was an empty lot. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And we were like, but the apartment was so much better than our apartment that I was like, we can do this. We can totally do this. And and here we are, what, almost a year and a half later. Uh Uh-huh. And I think there's a frame up now. There's a frame up, Penny. Um, you can't pull out of our driveway sometimes. Like, it's dangerous, you know, with all the mixers and shit. It's dangerous anyway. <laughs> Can I say this? Because I've been on my high horse about this for weeks now. Oh, great. Uh, Get everyone, bring that horse over here. <laughs> everyone said, and I think there might be an advice question about this later. I can't remember exactly <laughs> because when I put the advice questions together, I was fasting and out of my mind. But... Uh, uh, when we moved, everyone was like, oh, L.A., we moved here from New York. There's so much space. There's space everywhere. Oh, everything. There's like giant uh, tracts of land. <laughs> and then we get here. And yes, that's kind of true. But it's all packed in with cars so that if like you move your car slightly one inch to the left, you cause twenty thousand dollars worth of scratch <laughs> damage to the side of your car. So, yes, there's more land is just all jammed up with stuff that you can scratch your car on and if you're not an indy 5000 whiz indy 5000 <laughs> oh honey pie and two masks i also think that what you're talking about is no longer relevant because yeah. something that something that you're describing this idea of space um, <laughs> some of that was shared public space that is now full of disease and so uh-huh. i think that one thing that is really wild about living in LA is that there is a vibe of like, yeah, man, stretch out, you know? And that, that is like, I feel like if I feel like going through this time in New York, there's no expectation that you have any room to feel normal ever, you know, like that, Mm -hmm. like literally it's like, uh, it's loud. I'm trapped. Yeah. That's why I moved here, you know, but here in LA, the vibe of being loud and trapped and all of these things, I just think it doesn't it doesn't suit what's going on with this city. And it feels mm-hmm. fucked up because it's not from here. She's not from here. Loud. <laughs> Coco. Coco's not trapped. from here. <laughs> She's not from here. But I will say this, though. I think because I have felt trapped here, you know, as a non-driver, as a... Mm. 
uh, public transportation using my feet, like stumble upon fun. Actually, in some ways, I feel like now it's right. Now we're all kind of housebound. I said, welcome to my world. You don't know what to do? Why don't you start, start watching anime? That's what my ass did when I moved here. That's well, how you that's mean. funny, though, because my, my girlfriend is, God bless her. I <laughs> don't understand this. This is just a true thing, though. Like, when she moved to L.A., she um, she was like, buses. Like, I'll do yeah. buses. That's what I'm from. She's from, you know, she lived in New York for 10 years. She's like, I'll move to L.A. I'll bus around. And she was doing that. Yeah. She was doing that. She, you know, I know a few people that do that. <laughs> Not very many. Um, and she was very into it. And then now that is gone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she has like a weird used van that she's been driving around. But my point <laughs> sorry, is. Sorry, sorry. Adjectives. I just want to go. Used, used. I'm okay weird with that adjective. Uh, what's the weird part <laughs> of the weird I think, used van? I like, think you could take used and just put van. You know what I mean? But. But uh -huh. there, I didn't need to say that modifier because it's implied. But also, like, <laughs> do I do think that it's great that she drives that because yeah. she's an extremely small person, and <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice joke. Yeah, she it's hops out. By the way, she hop out. You know what I mean? Hops what I've right got in my mind now is the mystery machine from Scooby Doo. That's the weird part of my head. It's also filled with masks for some reason, yep. and a uh, four-seven woman. <laughs> driving it <laughs> well that's that's the size of my grandmother on a good day i should say more like four three but no um oh, no. we're the same height it's just that or she's maybe like a couple inches shorter um but it's just that she's small she's just a petite a slight person. frame a slight she's got frame. a slight frame and i think that also, I don't know how big I am is another thing that I've yep. found out of, that's true about myself. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know who Abby Wambach is? She's yes! the uh, greatest soccer player of all time. We live for Abby Wambach. I just got an email from Glennon. Oh, yes. Amazing. So Abby and Glennon and I were all on, we were touring together for a yeah. minute. And yes. So when I was with Abby one time before going on stage, Naomi, you might have even done some of these shows. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm now remembering that. But one day, okay, we're all in the back of a green room situation. And Abby and I are about to walk into the backstage. And I look at her. I say, I literally said to her, like, let's go get them because we're the same size. You know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know why that's what I said, but it was very similar to that. And um, then, because we were in a green room, she was like, uh, I don't think so. And we got to turn and there were many mirrors, you know, many mirrors. And I got to find out that I think I am, I think I am seven inches shorter than her, maybe eight. And it turns out actually a pretty different size. Like, ah, okay. As, as we, as we, as one of the greatest athletes of all time, I shake her hand and say, let's go get him since we're the same size and our bodies are similar. Turn <laughs> No. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. It's, uh, so wait, uh, let me put on my therapist cap for a second. Oh, please. Now, yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah. is this an ego thing or is this a lack of spatial recognition thing? <laughs> Great cue. Um, I actually think some of it might be, okay, I think some of it is like a small guy, but it's part of it is like a Napoleon complex. Part mm. of it is like, I is you. like, but I'm a, but I have opinions. Part of it's that. 
And if you have that in you, but I have opinions plus childhood trauma, that's how you become a stand-up comic. Uh-huh. The other part of it is... Yes, yes. <laughs> I think Very the other true. part of it... <laughs> I think the other part of it is just... Um, I think it's like gender related. Some of it is gender related. Because as I tried to figure out, you know, as a kid, what the fuck is going on with me? (laughs) I think I couldn't understand how is my hair supposed to go? Which are the clothes, you know? (laughs) Which are the clothes? (laughs) Yes. And I think part of it was when I, how big am I? I'm the size of this tall man. You know, like when I walk Mm. through the world, I'm like, out of my way, fella <laughs> coming through, you know, but it's not, I don't think that's how other people are experiencing me. No, I think they are, though. It's interesting you say that because what I was going to say, you said ego or not spatial, whereas I thought, I was like, I was like, did you grow up in a family that told you you were enough? You know what I mean? Like this, idea, to, to me, to walk through the world with this sense of like, I am empowered is like someone told you before puberty, you're okay. But did that happen? Hmm, that's really interesting. Yeah, I got mixed messages as a kid. Part of it was that. Yeah. And then the other part of it is this very conservative Italian Catholic background. And so, again, what an interesting combination because those are completely at odds. Because part of it is super supportive parents who, Mm -hmm. like, love me so much and, like, are too supportive. Then the other side of it, Catholicism, nothing you've ever done is right. Right. Um, except for colonization. You did that right. You know, <laughs> that. Wait, how could like conservative, like, are we talking like the Opus Day, like the weird Supreme <laughs> Court people like that conservative? Well, what I actually believe is that all conservative Catholics are in a cult. Like, I don't think it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's not. I don't think it's like how conservative it's like. So how conservative um, I'll. I'll, I'll lay it out for you. I was an altar server growing up. I went to Catholic school my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- was staunchly anti-abortion, but I did think you could get pregnant from hot tubs. I never had <laughs> sex ed. <laughs> I Fair. didn't know gay people were real. <gasps> I mean, like, fully um, the whole thing. Like, indoctrinated. Like, fully conservative. Okay. There's so much to unpack here. Now, obviously, I'm sure you've talked about this many a time. I'm sorry if I'm behind. I need to know, as someone who didn't know gay people were real, how old were you when you came into realization of your gayness? Yeah, wait. Can I piggyback a a parenthetical onto that? When you say not real, do you mean like literally like mythological in some way? (laughs) No. Um making it up. So I do think there's a part of Catholicism that thinks this is a choice based on a desire to sin. That's what I learned. So I didn't know gay people were real. Like I thought, I mean, literally I found, I had to write a high school, I had to write a paper on this in my high, in my senior year religion class. One thing we did was watch a videotape of an abortion. And the second thing we did was write a paper on whether or not homosexuality was a sin and i have to say my i found this years later and i actually was like pretty impressed with my views because i wrote since i am not gay (laughs) i have no way of knowing whether or not it's a choice okay okay so pretty good rhetorical magic pretty (laughs) open-minded um 
But uh, oh how old was I? I was, I was, I think I was nineteen, okay. and um, Catholic college, right? A theology major. Okay. Fully in. Oh my god. And I was going on solidarity trips, which is again a not good thing. Wait, what's that, a solidarity trip? Um, it's like you go provide useless assistance to people who are in marginalized communities or in margin or in third world countries, uh, because you're an untrained teen. <laughs> missionary work? But, are we talking about like you're a missionary? Well, you're not, it's not, it's not conversion focused. So you're not okay. actually trying, you're going to like, so there are nuns and priests that live all over the world mm-hmm. and they run non-governmental organizations, right? Like, hospitals or people build houses or they I I mean this is very extreme but it's also true like I was in Jamaica Mm -hmm. and there are nuns there who run a leper colony and so like Mm -hmm. that's the work that I was I know I'm from now also I know I was like like, we're still doing leper (laughs) colonies well leprosy is a treatable disease but you have to have the medicine to treat it and so So if you don't have the medicine because you, you are a country who you're being like farmed for your bananas and then all the look and then also your senior frog locations. It's like all like <laughs> banana banana farms and senior frogs and then the humans there are not being taken care of. Right. Um it's I like the dividing line where there's yes. like the the frat kids hanging out at uh Fud Ruckers and then <laughs> on the other side is like a Chiquita executive with a handgun being like, pick the goddamn bananas. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 You fly into different airports. Um, yep. yep. Never, never the, don't even, don't worry. You don't have to see it. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I was, um, I was in Jamaica uh, working with nuns who were providing like, care to um hiv positive children who were working with people that were that that were dealing with leprosy and there was another woman on this trip and we were at beachfront property that mm-hmm. is owned by the catholic church in montego okay. bay okay okay this, that... is honestly, this is how stella got her group back this is that literally is, white Catholic like how few, Stella got her group there's back. There's like a few, just a few, a few different details. Tadigs <laughs> was there. Um, yeah. And anyway, oh so there's God. this other woman on the trip. Yeah. And we had the last, the end of the trip was a three-day silent retreat. Okay. So no words are spoken. Imagine oh my God. lesbians. <laughs> and you know how emotional we are. And then you take away language and it's just <laughs> eye contact. Oh my God! The we, sexuality, it, it, it's this, the the yeah, the sparks, sparking, yeah. sparking, sparking, <laughs> and then um, we came back to campus, and the day we came back, we kissed for the first time. Wow. How much of the Catholic Church is like crypto queer? Does that make sense? Crypto. That question. No, where they're I like, like the phrase crypto queer. Because like I was trying to think of like I'm like oh it seems like there's a lot of actual like stuff that's like well we've hidden it like you know we can't actually talk about our sexuality. We have to. We can't even actually acknowledge it in some like real way, but we're gonna hide it in some like that. The idea of like you saying like that's th- there's something romantic about 
well, we can't talk. We can only look in each other's eyes. That's <laughs> built into the religion in some way. Yeah, but I would also add that, like, the way that all sexuality is worked into the Catholic Church is fucking mind-blowing because you're not supposed to have it, right? Mm -hmm. That's, like, the point. Like, you're not supposed to have it. But that being said, many saints, which, you know, in the Catholic Church, that is, like, a thing people are are obsessed with. You're, you know, you're trying to be a saint or whatever. Um, many saints had <laughs> mystical sexual experiences, specifically women. Like when they're talking about their like their conversion encounters or how that how they communicate with a higher being, it's usually um, like there there's this saint Saint Teresa, and she is a mystic saint, which means she's like on the, you know, she would do well on like Instagram these days. She's talking about like. <laughs> My hands are doing this. You know what I'm saying? It's, I it's don't, all very, but like, I'm into it. Like you're waving your. By the way, for the listener, <laughs> yeah. Cam is waving her hands in front of her like a magician almost. Yeah, a little. Yeah, little. it almost feels like astrological, right? So okay. So she is somebody who, when she would talk about why she was a person of faith, she would talk about in the night, God would come to her, pierce her with an arrow, uh-huh. and she would be filled with ecstasy. So uh, it's like a very so sort of one to one or maybe herself. Or like herself. I think she might've been masturbating and then describing it to others. And they are people who maybe weren't touching themselves who were like, I think you're describing God. Like that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh my God. What if the divine was just the female orgasm? What if that's, like... I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, that yeah. is very, that, that has a lesbian undercurrent to it. Right, the that's what I'm female orgasm. It's this kind of like crypto queer. Yes, no, I'm back on crypto queer. I'm here for crypto queer <laughs> as a as a whole concept. Cam, you got to go back to school. You got to write some books on crypto queer life. I mean, I still think this is super fascinating. I'm like oh, super totally. interested in how completely bonkers. Because also now that we have like this new pope and he has like a sort of intelligible twitter account i think sometimes people like re they retweet him they're just like yeah the church is about like recycling or whatever because he's like the green pope but that's not what's friends that's not what's going on it's so nuts and it's amazing how nuts it is and it really gets my blood by the way when you said like it's you like people want to achieve sainthood in some way in my (laughs) mind it was like a netflix special like they're like (laughs) i really want to yeah dog you know you're sitting there like well, they've been sainted, and it seems now they're selling out all of their sermons. So, <laughs> well, like, so you you are gonna be a priest, and obviously there is such a there's such a comparison between like a sermon and a set, you know, and like the way you're sitting here. Not necessarily you don't want the laughs per se, even though honestly, when you get some laughs in a sermon, you're the priest I'm trying to hang out with. Absolutely. Um, it's true. Like when a priest has a little personality, I'm like, okay, okay, wanna, go on. I don't care how cool I don't priest care is what, a whole vibe. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't. I don't care how cool my rabbi is. I'm not hanging out with him. I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm into it. Hey, tell me more about Leviticus, buddy. If you can make it fun, I am interested in hearing about Leviticus. Like Cam is telling me about Teresa's Instagram ads. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. I I actually agree. I mean, I think this is like. This is this is essentially why we follow like this is why RuPaul's Drag Race is this is why Drag Race is such a is such a hit. It's okay, because like go. Well, we are not going to church. We don't go to church. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. true for that's true for younger generations and like 
this um, in unprecedented numbers. We don't know who the fuck to believe because we finally are understanding that like this is all essentially a weird tax break. Like the church <laughs> and the yeah. president like are both uh, doing yeah. fine uh-huh. in terms of taxes, but like not us. Yeah. And so I think we're all just sort of clawing at the walls of our individual apartments. Like what means anything? And then, <laughs> you know, and then Rue like lifts her arm, you know, because that's how she introduces with the challenges that week. And we're just like, yes, tell us how to be. I did say before we started taping that we would talk about the history of the 20th century in this episode. And it's true. In some way, it is the postmodern, the uh, uh, removal of faith and the divine from our daily lives Mm -hmm. to create a meaningless existence that we are now spending uh, all our time searching for some kind of actual meaning or uh, something greater than all of ourselves. Ken, this is why I like you. We don't know. You don't know me at all very well. I mean, we've met a handful of times, uh, like when I've accompanied Naomi to shows you guys were on. Accompanied? Yeah. Accompanied, as your gentleman caller. <laughs> as my gentleman caller. Uh, no, like if we were at a festival or something no, like no, that. No, no, I know what you mean. But, I'm, but I vibe with you a lot because I think you uh, are someone that uh, pings between silly and very serious, which oh my is God. The, the vibe I run on. Absolutely. Yes. That is, uh, <laughs> that is my... That is my wheelhouse. Well, I happen to think that all comics are kidding themselves if they pretend to be chill, calm people who just fuck around. Like, to be somebody who's serious about joking, that you are the most serious person on the planet. Like, other people are serious about, like, the medical research that you're doing. You're serious about, like, this word or that word, which one hits? It's like, fuck you. You are so intense. It's impossible to shit. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, like, just like, we are accurate. We are so yes. fucking we are accurate. Yes. Uh, all that magic is like an improv team after a show screaming at each other. Why do you do that third beat? <laughs> you roll with the Herald. It's so real. It's so real. That's like, but that's the thing that's so funny because like I never want to be in touch with that. Like, or rather, like I can talk about it with Andy, but in general, I try not to like. Like, I don't like being asked to be on panels about women in comedy or comedy writing because I don't want to have the conversation where I'm just like, well, this is the serious work. This is our labor, and that's sort of how you know I believe if people are laughing, they're listening, and that's how I get through my agenda. <laughs> and it's like I don't want to ever have to like say that out loud to people. I don't like don't treat me seriously. Like don't respect me as though I'm some sort of a prophet. You know what I mean? I feel I I like feel you, and for me, I think it's just the opposite. I feel like I am the if the Wizard of Oz was like, let me show you how it's done. Like like the <laughs> uh, like that's truly who I am as a person. I just feel interested in the process, and I like, like, like to talk about it. Penn and Teller. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they, I, what I loved when I was a kid was Penn and Teller because they showed you how the magic was actually done. Interesting. Like, it's just a, a scam. And he, we're going to show you how the scam is done. I had a they, they I forget what it was like a there was a special card that they would use all the time in their magic tricks, mm-hmm. like five of clubs or something like that. And I found a swatch watch that had a five of clubs on it. <laughs> and I was so excited <laughs> I was like, I have to get that. I saved up my allowance to buy this Swatch Watch with it because then when I did card tricks, and I was interested in magic for all of like five minutes. Yeah. So this Swatch Watch well outlasted my interest in doing a card trick 
for people that <laughs> involved the five of clubs or whatever this card was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it, the Swatch Watch is still hanging, and it's Naomi, Cam, if you were to go to my childhood home right now, <laughs> that Swatch Watch, unworking, would be sitting on my shelves. Wow. Yes, folks. Beautiful. Go to my parents' house in Reading, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and you will see this. Go knock on the door and ask to see the Swatch Watch. They would let you to anybody. Anybody. They would literally be like, oh, hello. Come on. Would you care, do you, would you you care for a bagel, maybe? How do you my know dad doesn't talk. I know, my dad always does. do that voice for him. And I'm like, he does not sound like that. We're just quelling about Naomi's new special. <laughs> rude. So rude. I love this watch watch. You know, I, I would like to allow me to introduce you to the majesty of my childhood. Sure. Did I have a swatch watch? Yeah, I had a swatch watch. Also. One time for Christmas. Now imagine you're the kind of kid who's like, I can't believe this plastic watch. Like, I can't believe I have this plastic watch. <laughs> but then I got for Christmas, it's a wall clock that is in the shape of an enormous watch. So the face of the clock, the face of the watch is the size of a normal wall clock. But then it just is a <laughs> watch stretching to the heavens and down to the sea. I mean, it was beautiful. Wow. Pop it right on the wall. Watch, watch for the wrist. Watch for the wall. That would have been on like the like basement, like finished basement wall of a friend's house. Exactly. That's exactly uh -huh. where it went. You understand? <laughs> you grew up in Chicago. Yeah, I did. Evanston. Uh, not Evanston, due west. So oh, okay. um, Evanston's a little north. I grew up in. Oh, okay. I grew up in a town called Western Springs. Ooh, it's sounds um, beautiful. I mean, <laughs> it actually, it like, it actually, your head back and forth. <laughs> it's just a place. It's a place you can be from. It's, I can't even describe it. It's like, truly, there was a, we had a milkman. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. You are from now. Why are you not from now? Now. That's what I'm trying to say. We had a milkman. There's a butcher and also a baker downtown. Uh, <laughs> actually, a lot of me, look, uh, I don't know if you've watched what is it called? Contagion? It's the movie everybody was watching at the beginning of the pandemic. It stars Matt Tiger Damon. <laughs> no, it's a, it's not Tiger King, but it's close. It's um it's a Soderbergh movie. It's about it is about a global pandemic mm -hmm. where all things are shut down and then eventually people like go to war for food. And then Jude Law tries to sell a fake cure. It doesn't matter. It's all, <laughs> it's, it perfectly mirrors many of the things that we've gone through. And mm. during the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, it was the number one trending movie on like everything because yeah. we don't understand how to be, you know? And so that, <laughs> I also watched it and I forgot that the place that they live, the like idyllic suburb where the family lives is actually my hometown. It is filmed in my hometown. And so wow. imagine it's it's week one of the pandemic. We're all terrified. You know, I'm buying bidets upon bidets <laughs> that I don't even need that I'm never going to install. I'm just like, this is our number one priority. You know, I, have a, I was sleeping with a hatchet. Like, I just, we didn't know what was going to go down. And I started watching Contagion and they, they show a tracking shot that is Matt Damon driving to the grocery store. And there's a, there's a town burning in the background and that is my actual hometown <laughs> wow. like the, uh, everything is on fire anyway my point is um, <laughs> yes. Mabel. by the way 
Cam, again, I think we're on the same wavelength because... Uh-oh, horrible. It's the sound, I think, of like a lawnmower that is particularly gets her. Mm-hmm. She particularly mm-hmm. is like, that's the sound where she goes, absolutely not. It's so interesting. I, kn- I know we're on the same wavelength because I am in the middle of drawing a cartoon about someone that is hoarding bidets. <laughs> bidets for days. They- bidets for days. <laughs> bidets oh, for days. Because no. uh, in the apocalypse, they want to have a clean butthole. This is the cartoon. <laughs> it's super important. I, I'm serious that I like got up really early in the morning, bought one. It was shipped to my home. Then I realized I, I'm not even handy at all. I don't know how to do it. I like, I just, then I had to go to the UPS store, like at a time when it's like, you're not supposed to see it and return it. Cause I just it was useless to me. But um, Oh, here's something. Uh, because we're going to answer uh, advice questions, some of them relationship. I this we asked this to Margaret Cho, and I'm kind of curious. Part of your relationship history is like public knowledge. Was that a weird thing to deal with? Because like we, it's weird for us, and we have to like draw certain boundaries around what we will talk about in public and what is just for us. And it's like hard to do. It's like or hard to like keep that line where it is, especially because I will sell this man out for a joke you know what i mean and so to truly like remember like there is a person attached or a person behind the words i'm saying or you know whatever like i don't know how have you how did you feel yeah i mean well i'll say this you know i had partners since i started doing i'm like when i'm i've had i've had many partners many people i was dating stop bragging shows who <laughs> who people knew in the world of of comedy oh, um God. and i think that um it is a truly unusual and i would say haunted um position to just have one of those partners be somebody that everybody knows who that person is because i don't think that like um you know like I really bet on like, this is the one where like, I'll never have to, I'll never be like sweeping up after this. Like this is going to stay and there's not going to be anything to follow, you know? And, um, and it was horrible, you know, what happened. And I also will say like, I haven't truly had, I haven't mastered how to speak about it because I don't think I will ever be able to speak about it. Like, sort of overtly in the one-to-one relationship that I have previously used talking about processing breakups, processing relationships, because usually there's like an anonymity that you can Mm -hmm. not throw somebody under the bus, but you can provide your side of the details. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get that that might be something that y'all are dealing with too. But like in this particular case, it's like providing my side of the details sort of makes it look like I'm going to court or something, you know, where it's like, there's an expected rebuttal or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, it's a stupid position to be in. I don't love it. Um, I do think that like eventually maybe I will be able to talk about some of the experiences that I had that I really hope I get to speak about artistically. Because like mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I believe comedy comes from pain. And look at all this pain that I had that, I've, <laughs> that I haven't even gotten a chance to mine. So, <laughs> you know. 
In the meantime, yeah, you're leaving. You're leaving uh, money on the table. <laughs> leaving money on the table. A positive side effect of this is that in the meantime, I have had to turn to like actual human friends, as opposed <laughs> to um, an audience to speak about my feelings. And I think that mm-hmm. that was really necessary for me, but I had just been avoiding it for many years. I think I wanted, you know, I've had, I have a hard time with vulnerability. And so it's like the opposite of vulnerability to get up on stage and talk to a group of people about your worst shit because they can't respond and you're never going to see them again. So just throw it in the trash and process it without anybody getting to know you better. And that has been one of the really positive side effects of like having a huge thing happen in my life that I don't really want to talk about um, in my work yet mm-hmm. is that I like have all these awesome friends. So I would not, if you find yourself trapped in a trap that you made, <laughs> the positive <laughs> silver lining is that you will become better friends with your friends. Yeah. Is this, so the, the lack of vulnerability, like, was that, this is going to sound weird. Was that a Catholic thing in any way? I'm sure it was. I think it's also like a safety thing. Like, I don't think I feel very safe in the world because of queerness, you know, haircuts, et cetera, small (laughs) person that thinks she's a giant person, whatever it is. And, (laughs) And we all have reasons we don't feel safe. But I think for me, it's like, I feel so unsafe that I'm constantly trying to keep myself safe. Mm-hmm. By, you know, by creating distance. It turns out that actually yeah. doesn't keep you safe. And that's what I yeah. found out recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bring people in because you need someone who's going to notice when your body is missing. You know what I mean? That's what I... I'm saying. Yep. 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 If it's like, oh, I don't hear from Cam once a month anyway. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You don't want a neighbor to be like, there's a funny smell coming from that apartment. Right. I'll wait a week. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm, you know how much I love true crime. People only find, people only solve murders when it's like, she didn't come to work on time. People who get murdered are the most prompt, punctual bitches in the game. Okay? Because these people show up to work. People go, it wasn't like her. I'm like, oh what? God. It would never that happen so to me. Funny. It that would, they're so the best. And it's like not funny. fair that they're the one who get killed. Because like, I feel like me, if I didn't come to work, it would be like, yeah, she talked about how she hated it all the time. We assume she finally quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it would just be like, no, no one was looking. No one was looking. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, that's worst. what I was setting myself up to be. They only found the body when people didn't get there, when people bought tickets, but I didn't show up to the show. Like, that's the only <laughs> way people know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So now you've opened up. Okay. We're mm-hmm. going to take a quick break and we're going to answer some relation questions. We'll be right back after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely $0, you can rate and review the show on Apple five stars please it'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously okay that's it we love you deeply now back to the show and we're back with cameron and young anastasia esposito who is shit was that the whole thing did i get it all right yeah, I saw did. we saw it last night, and I said, "Good God, I gotta remember that." Yeah, <laughs> I re- so I realized I'm like, oh, I don't really know much about you personally, and I, so I read your uh, uh, Wikipedia article, uh, and it's got your full all, all your is <laughs> all that, your name. Is that an Ita- again? Is that an Italian Catholic thing? The uh, the full middle name is that is one of those your confirmation name? Yeah, well, one Anne is like my Catholic middle name. Young is my mom's maiden name. Anastasia is my confirmation name. Also, oh I don't edit my own Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who put that in there, where they sourced it from. It is correct, but also, what the actual TF? It is. Do you so still have intense. friends from CDC? What's CDC? Isn't that the thing that you uh... centers for disease control? <laughs> I'm like, isn't that the thing you the, the like Catholic like uh, religious school you go to on like Wednesday evenings? Oh, CCD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I say CDC? What's on my mind? Lately? You don't have What's to go to CCD C- if you go to Catholic school, because uh-huh. CCD is like you don't get enough Catholicism. But if you go to Catholic school, it's like, yo, um. We already make sure that the kids whose parents are divorced have to go to a special program on Wednesdays. So, like, you don't need any more help understanding how fucked up Catholicism is. Well, I went to Catholic school until fifth grade. And I remember, like, really quickly, because, like, back, because, like, growing up, you know, Catholic school was the good school. 
You know what I mean? Like that was, yes. it was either public school in Harlem or Catholic school. This is before charter schools or whatever became a thing. And so I was in there and like, I just remember though, Catholic school, I was like, you're not doing well for your brand because I remember coming home in like kindergarten and being like, mom, if the nuns work for God, why are they allowed to hit me? If God loves everybody, allegedly. And I'm bringing you that shit at five. Y'all ain't doing right. The nuns ain't doing right if five-year-olds can crack the code. I mean, although I will add that in terms of success, branding success, what you just said, the Catholic school was the good school. Like, think about how fucking sinister it is that Catholic schools are Catholic factories. Like, that's what they do. They make Catholics. And in terms of... um religious denominations, there isn't one that has more successfully infiltrated the school system in the U.S. than Catholicism. So, like, we're yeah. to the level of college teams where they invest a shit ton of money in football programs so that we've normalized how Notre fucking real this shit is. Notre Dame, like, right? Is that, that Catholic? Exact, yes, exactly. So it's literally like... Like, that. this is where... when. When Scientology is like, mm, like, I don't get why we're so harshly criticized. It's like, because you have not <laughs> systematically broken down the school system. Also, they did the same shit in art. Like, at the time, you know, that the church was like struggling for dominance, they hired all the best artists to make statues and paintings of their shit, mm -hmm. which would be like today. It's like, no, yeah, like Rihanna sings our shit, like. All, you know, like, like Lil Nas X, like we get that he's gay, but like, we don't talk about that. Like, it's like, like these people sing our yeah. shit, you know, like, yeah, that is what they did. They're geniuses. Yeah. Oh my God. So I, I legitimately like the minute you said that I was like, oh, like the Renaissance was just PR for the Catholic church. Oh my God. This is that is what I say. <laughs> This is Da Vinci Code. I can't take it. It's like coming yeah, it together in my mind. I can't take it. There was someone in the Catholic Church in the 1600s from PMRKC, whatever that <laughs> PR firm is. There's a, a huge PR firm. PR firm. Basically, like, oh my God. basically, like, Michelangelo's David was, like, getting the Oscar yeah. for, like, yep. Best Picture or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's how like it's also how like the weirdest possible people are coming out to make like political videos these days. Uh -huh. Like how you know whatever it is. I feel like in the. I mean, it also has to do with the increase in social media. But like Obama era celebrities being involved with politics, it was like a some top tier shit. And now, like at this point, it's literally like anybody just being like. Anything, Biden, you know, like, and so like, that, that is what the cat, that's the level that the Catholic church was at. They're just like, everybody do like, who wants to do a cover of this dude? He's on the cross. Like we're looking for covers, <laughs> covers, covers, like anybody can participate, like make it look like your own. Oh my God. Oh, legit. Okay. Let's do an <laughs> advice question because I like th that. This is one of those facts. Like when you saying that like really like opened up a thing in my head where yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> like it's one of the, like when you start reading like Chomsky or Zinn or something like that and you're like, Oh, everything's always kind of been like this. And I'm now just discovering that. And it's just like, Oh, uh, now we're going back to the 1600s and everything's always been like this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, they knew they knew nothing's new. Uh, 
Netflix. How Shakespearean. Nothing, Shakespearean. Nothing's new under the sun. All right. So, uh, listeners, of course, you can always DM us. You can always uh, email us. Email us. But, but what we, we love, love it when you call us. Ooh, baby, leave that voicemail at 323-524-7839. And you could be part of the show. Right now, we are about to hear a lovely advice question from a friend. First of all, congratulations on an amazing fucking podcast. Um, my name is Randy. I live in sunny California. Um, I'm new to podcasts, and your podcast is fucking amazing. Uh, you're able to, like, completely, like, catch my attention, and I'm, I'm dead on the entire time. But that's not why I'm fucking calling. So anyways, I'm married to a phenomenal man. Uh, we've been married for a little over three years now. Been together for about eight. The relationship has always had ups and downs. Dude can't get the stick in his pants. He's not only focused on me, he's focused on other people, and I've been cool with it for some time. We've had our threesomes, uh, we've been, you know, together, you know, we've been to bathhouses, you know, done some nasty shit together, you know, but that's <laughs> our bath, you know, that's the system into which we had to play, I guess, whatever, so fuck it. So now, fast track to today. This dude wants an open relationship, and uh, I'm done. We've had this conversation a year and a half ago. I'm done trying to supply your lifestyle. I'm done moving forward with this lifestyle. I want to settle down. I want to have a life. I want to have kids. I know that my dumbass was trying to be Mr. Captain Savahoe and give him the world and life he wanted in the past, but I'm fucking done. Did I screw up my life and this kid? Um, or should I just fuck it up and say, hey, we're both going to have the best of both worlds and uh, uh, we can have it all. Fuck it, I don't know. That's my question. Thank you. Okay, first of all, I live for Randy because just the way Randy was talking, I was like, what's happening here? And then he was like, like, Randy is an orator. Randy is a spirit. Randy is... Exactly who I want to be listening to this podcast. I was going to say your Patronus. My Patronus is Randy. Mm. Now, the only edit is just that he said sunny California, but we're using (laughs) fiery California these days. That's what we're using. So what were you going to say? I mean, Randy Randy got to leave him. Right? I think Randy got to leave him. This is a, well, okay. Uh, But here's, could be a six feet under sitch. What? Michael C. Hall, his relationship, they were they would do threesomes and kind of open, but yeah. then they eventually adopted two boys. No, no. Life is not television. Oh, sure. Life like is not HBO. News. Yeah, I have terrible news, I think, for Randy, which is that it's not like there's no incompatibility between having an open relationship and having children. There's no incompatibility between having an open relationship and settling down. The incompatibility is between somebody who wants an open relationship and someone who doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the type of relationship does not denote any certain yes. thing yes. that you're doing in your life. Yes. But if one of you wants to fuck a bunch of other people and one of you does not want to fuck a bunch of other people, there's no sucking it up because that's Thank not going to go away. And that S U C K S is the worst. <laughs> Well, that's right. exactly well. This is also why I love voicemails because you can hear in Randy's voice. He's like, "I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done." Randy, you done said it three times. You done? 
you done. And you know, people, and it's like, you know, you've been together eight years and sometimes that feeling of like, you know, we can't think of relationships like investments. This idea of like, well, I put this much time in, Mm. so I need to continue. It's like, honey, you ain't old until you're dead. And like, you don't have to be in something that is not working for you just because you did some other years. Cause it also sounds like too, like Randy has put, he has tried to satisfy this part of his partner. And you're telling him to cash in his 401k. I'm telling him cash it in, bitch. You got to go live, go to Montego Bay, like Cam, meet another worker (laughs) and just have a three day meditation ending in a kiss. It's just the worst because I, another thing that's truly tragic about this call is that I don't think there's a villain here, which is like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I want for Randy for there to be like a terrible villain so that he can like, you know, get the fuck out and feel like, like rising from the ashes, justified hatred. But like, unfortunately, I think it might just be two people who want a different relationship model. Right. Shit. And I think that that, (laughs) I think that that has to be like explained to the husband and that, you know, ah, crap, but I don't, it's not, he's not a bad person. He's not trying to fuck people because he can't keep his dick in his pants. One of you likes this thing. One of you likes this thing. Oh, crap. Crap. Terrible. You, but you know, I, it's funny you say that because you are right, right? And that is a mature way to think of it. And yet I still think the husband is the villain. <laughs> because I feel as though the person who does want to be with different people, and when you know your partner isn't down, to me the onus is on you to leave or to at least say, I don't know why. Cause I guess I think the person who wants the, who I changed wants the my monogamy answer. is like, is like they're predisposed to staying because that's what they are. That's what they want. Whereas in the person who is more predisposed to opening it up, then they're the ones who they're the one who is, I don't know, a little more comfortable, like leaving or walking away or, Oh, I thought oh, you were maybe like, I'm being wrong. Maybe I I'm thought, being mean. <laughs> no, no. I thought you were kind of seeing in terms of like, like it's a very like kind of like, um, American mass society view where like monogamy is good thumbs up and anything outside of that anything outside of like the heteronormative monogamy model yeah. is weird in yeah, some yeah, way yeah, and that's yeah. in quotes everyone yeah, in case quotes, you didn't get worry. it from my uh, the way I was saying it uh, but and it's somehow like it is in the back of, there's that like kind of cultural super ego in the back of uh, all of our heads if you were brought up in the United States where there is that thing there and and you have to like kind of like be like like Cam said you're like you're right it's not yeah no one's actually bad yeah <laughs> it's also just i think that another thing that that like to Naomi's point like i think i think you're right maybe the maybe there's some villainy here but there's the thing that is true is like no but like right so in every relationship you're supposed to like in terms of you know, optimal health or whatever, you're supposed to like sit down at the beginning of the relationship and be like, what do you want? What do you want? And everybody's super honest and everybody super knows themselves. And he's like, open. And then the other person's like, closed. And everyone's like, kids, no kids, city, farm life, you know, whatever. (laughs) You're supposed to know your shit. But I, my experience has been that like, um, just that it's like, we're not like, I, like, I, I wish that we were like that. But I don't know mm-hmm. that humans often are because there's yeah. the beginning time in a relationship. What I often find is like, yeah, I'm showing that person some part of myself, but also I'm trying to trap them with my best <laughs> face, you know, absolutely, like, absolutely. and I kind of think we're all doing that. Like, I wish yeah. we weren't. I wish we were all, you know, but you like, I think you, 
get to know what you're getting Mm -hmm. over time, which is not what a couples therapist would tell you to do or Mm -hmm. not what like, you know, it's not what the books say, but I think it's what we're most often doing. But also I think people don't know what they want, right? Depending on when you get together and how much relationship experience you have, you know, for instance, Andy and I were, we both knew kind of going in that we don't want kids, meaning we just knew that individually. It wasn't like we met each other and made a decision. We already knew that in our heads, but everything else. You were in your mid twenties and I was like 30, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was like, we knew that, but you couldn't say to me like, when we first got together, I would have told you, I am never moving to Los Angeles. I absolutely do not. You know what I mean? Like, I would have never thought we would end up here. Like, there's certain things like that. Or, you know, I had a lot of things around money that, like, I feel like I've become, like, a gross money monster. And I wasn't necessarily a money monster when you met me. You know what I mean? Like, things just had changes. I've gotten older. There's things that I'm like, oh, this is a thing now that wasn't a thing 10 years ago. And so I feel like it's the same thing. Like, again, Randy could have been, I'm not, I'm not implying that he's been in a relationship against his will, but you reach a point where it's like, that was fine. That was fun. Going to the bathhouse, hanging out, you know, having a little threesome. And then you reach a point where you're like, I don't want to try anymore. I get that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we got to clean the house. Someone's coming over for a threesome. You're tired. Who wants to do that? (laughs) You're like new sheets. Too tired. Too tired for a threesome. Exactly. New sheets. You know? Oh man, that is so interesting too, because I think also we can't, overlook how like in you know cis gay dude culture the this is like a different normalized part of life and you're right maybe it would make sense in that against that backdrop to think of it as related to age or investment in a relationship where like I think for straight people it's like so taboo to be into an open relationship that maybe you'd talk about it differently but like for gay dudes it might just be like you you might be, like you might be right that there's like a dude we are fucking forty you know like I'm I guess I'm gonna keep up the bod but like you know not the smell of the bod you know like just like we're like yeah, yeah. The exhaustion sets in and so yeah really I think does. that's a really good point. Um, also, I like to say when you said. Early on, I think we all are trying to trap people in some way. You, you give your best self, but you want it to be like a gentle trap. You want it to be like oh. a, like one of those ropes in the forest that like grabs your foot right. and pulls you up. You don't want it to be like uh, an open hole filled with like <laughs> with like feces stained sticks that okay. you fall into. Okay, feces stained sticks. See, I would say that the yank is actually too rough. <laughs> I think it's better when you get you walk and then you're gathered in a net. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, and now you're I sitting, you're that gathered. That That's so, yes. warm. Yeah. That's soft. That can be comfy. Yeah. So, you, yes. So, mm-hmm. yes. a bunch of leaves and yes. you walk into it and then a net And it's like, whoop. So that's yeah, right, uh, yeah. I, ideally that's the as much as yourself you you want to show like the good parts, but like uh, not lie about the good parts. Like to yeah. me the the um, the feces stained sticks are like you're just totally lying. You just yeah, totally yeah. put on a oh, new personality no, 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 no. to trap someone. No, just like you hit you hit a little bit of it, and then also that person look that person can always cut their way out of the net. All right, you're giving them a reel out. They can really kind of get in there, you know. And that's yes. that's the nice gentle. Trap. Yeah, this is the Ewok uh, theory <laughs> of relationships. Really well said. Really well said. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, let's do one more. This okay. is this comes to us uh, from on Instagram. Love it. Uh, just a, a week or two ago. Perfect. Uh, of course, I always leave in the compliments. Oh man, <laughs> your podcast is 10 out of 10 amazing and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Couples therapy has really helped me get through the past six months. So grateful for your hilarity. Wonderful. Anyway, my question is, how does one let go of anger and jealousy towards friends 
who are living their lives as if we aren't in a pandemic. I want to, there's a little more here, but like to me, uh, I thought this was a good question to ask about resentments. Uh, again, yesterday was Yom Kippur thinking <laughs> about resentments. I'm doing my best to enjoy my last year of college over Zoom while living at home, but seeing friends hanging out in groups without any distancing, going on dates, etc., really grinds my gears sometimes. Any tips for quelling this frustration will be appreciated. XOXO, Charlotte from California. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the the micro question about uh, how do you get over the resentment of your friends who are not social distancing, not wearing right. masks? And then I have a question for both of you, which is resentment in general. <laughs> yes. But uh, Cam, uh, do you, have you seen people you know, loved ones, uh, just hanging out without masks in public places? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, well, there's people I know, loved ones that are doing things I wouldn't do. There's that <laughs> thing. There's also complete strangers that I have an opinion about. So I would also put, <laughs> I would also put that, like the other day I was walking behind a guy who was n not only not wearing a mask, but also not wearing a shirt. And I was just Ugh. like, oh, come on! Like, <laughs> nothing on anything? You know, um... Like I looked at him with, I was wearing a mask, a hat and sunglasses. And I looked at him with such anger that he noticed me through that <laughs> and gave me a nod. So my point is, um, I would be so curious to hear what, what you both think. I, for me, one thing I have been doing to try to deal with this is find something that I have access to that's enjoyable that I wouldn't usually have access to. I've been taking a lot of like, long distance classes i have been uh i've been operating in the wait if anything's on zoom then there's like actually a lot of shit i can do um mm -hmm. because i do th i am really missing the shit that i'm choosing not to do mm -hmm. i'm trying to not tear my own eyeballs out by doing stuff i don't usually do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what classes are you taking well, I mean, of course, because of what we talked about earlier, I'm taking, I've been taking, I have been taking divinity classes, which is like, those are the classes that you take if you want I know, to are you doing this minister. again? Are you going back? Um, yeah, I've been taking classes. Um, ah! I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, I'm taking classes right now. And wow. I've, I've been, I'm, I'm in my, I'm taking two classes right now. I have taken five throughout the pandemic wait wow. can, did you can i uh, i don't know we don't personal. know what's gonna happen if this is too <laughs> personal tell me but like did you actually feel a calling before like earlier in your life I know this is like so weird i totally understand that i'm from now and that i'm a person <laughs> that you like and respect but the answer is yes you did yeah, yeah. like a weird yeah. spiritual thing well so what i'm taking right now is i'm taking um I took a class in forgiveness over the summer that was taught at the college that like essentially fucked me by telling me I couldn't come out there. Um, taught by my former thesis advisor. That was very healing. And okay. then I'm taking classes right now. I'm taking a class called black women in the black church, because it turns out there are, you know, marginalized communities who have been doing their own shit for a very long time. And I think that like, as a queer person, I just have a lot to learn from other people who created their own spaces. And whether or not anything ever happens from this, I just don't want to feel so angry. 
that yeah. like I mm-hmm. sort of had all these wrongs done to me when I was younger. Yeah. What, what, wait, what is the forgiveness class? Cause I really could use that <laughs> or I could use some kind of like, I, do, I cause th- again, this goes to this question where I, I am just full of resentment for mm-hmm. the motherfuckers in the world. Like the people who either through their own ignorance or their malevolence are purposely making life shitty. And I can't, I, yeah. I, I've been having, it's really been intensified over the last uh, uh, six months. I was going to say four years, but like definitely yeah. like six months. Like how, like how, <laughs> how, please. I mean, I can give you like an actual answer. This is like yeah. what, yeah. what I he think. Needs and this. I, okay. This is what I think. Number one, you're always pushing for restorative justice. So it's mm-hmm. not like. So that's that's like a layer on everything. Like you always want that above all else. Mm-hmm. But the other party has to opt in or the other people have to opt in. You can't voice that on anybody. So if the other party doesn't opt in, then the thing that you have to look at is who is cre- who is suffering the most due to the lack of forgiveness. And it does apply to this question. So when you're angry outward, but that person isn't there to receive it because they didn't show up because they're not interested in restorative justice really the only person that is harmed is yourself because you're just Mm -hmm. angry at the fucking void and so it's essentially like um drinking poison expecting someone else to die yes drinking the poison waiting for the other person to die you gotta so like yeah that's the that's the thought is and it applies to this right now which is like i get so fucking pissed about this same thing of like why am i taking this so seriously and then this the actual criminal who's running the country gets to act like he does. And the answer is like, I don't know, can't fix it. Um, So would I like to live every day of my life with a burning hatred pointed in his direction or like do the appropriate actions that might help to (sighs) cause him to not be reelected and then enjoy my life? Which one of those things is actually a bigger fuck you to him? And I think that the bigger fuck you is if I actually am experiencing joy. Ah, I'm sorry. I was serious and gave an honest answer. <laughs> no, no, again, that was accurate. I'm telling you, where yeah, I, I vibe on your wavelength, where you no, vacillate between seriousness and silliness. But it's also like it's true though. You're talking about this question is about the, the the actual circumstance, but then in general, I mean, you know, I run on resentment. You know, um, it's <laughs> Me too. the way America, Me the way too, America baby. runs on Me Duncan. Too. You know, Me- it is really. Um, it gets me out of bed. It gets me out of bed. It also gets me back into bed in the middle of the day. It's um, <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, but so like I know that and like, but I do know a lot of like when I have let go of resentments, it has been that like turning it over. And also like, like I remember legit, I had like a resentment over somebody and I literally prayed on it and cried like in the way where I was like, please relieve me of this feeling of caring so much about what this other person does. And now we're friends-ish, me and that person. Because yeah. I was so fucking, it was too much. And it was like a resentment over over her success. And I was like, please relieve me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I was like, this person is not doing, succeeding to hurt me. Right. So I have really got to let go. And like, that has been, that is like, I remember that working like, because it, it was such a low where I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do, but I cannot go on this way. And like, feeling like with everybody else in the world as well like 
I don't know. The best I can do is like small bouts of just not thinking about it, mm. which may not be the best. But like, remember, like when I was like, don't talk to me about politics after 8 p.m. Like we said something where I was like, I don't want to I cannot engage with it because I'm not at the point where I can take it in and let it go. Yeah. I take it in and hold it. So I cannot take it in until yeah. I can get to the point where I can take it in and let it go. I just can't even, you know, and so like, that's right my first, with this friend, right? Even this person talking here was like, what do I do? You're going to have to block some bitches on social for a little mm -hmm. while. Mm -hmm. Don't see them doing their parties. Don't see them doing whatever if it's going to annoy you because you're not wrong to be annoyed. So take away the stimulus that frustrates you. Yes, there's a difference. Now. I think I, I've learned yeah. this especially in the past six months. There's a difference between um, purposely sticking your head in the sand and curating um, a world where the assholes aren't in your face all the time. And yes. if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, you're not like, you're not being willfully ignorant by like blocking the shitheads that are uh, out in the Ozarks uh, <laughs> partying. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, the other thing that I would add to that is like, cause Naomi, I think you and I are the same in that like resentment has fueled. I mean, I have <laughs> achieved anything that I, anything that I have achieved is because I was angry <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> You know, and wanted to prove them wrong. Oh, and oh I think God, that I'm yes. just at a point in my life now where I would like the freedom to make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm trying to release. It's not like, and so now I wish everybody well. It's more so like, if my, if my anger at you is why I'm living the way I am, then you run my life. Right, you're running me. And yep. that fucking sucks. So- yeah reducing that doing things like okay well i actually don't need to see this or like for instance i subscribe to the new york times and the la times and i turn my notifications on so i don't go on social media to see what the news is mm, i smart. get the news and that is like the that's a big change that i've made to just try to not be so fucking pissed all the time because yeah. like just seeing i just was so angry i just yeah. would be like Again, again, you know, yeah. so right. <laughs> oh, here's uh, maybe this anything that's out of your control. Uh, see, I like the way you put a camera earlier, but uh, uh, let me put this twist. If it's out of your control, maybe don't spend all this time thinking about it, and then instead do things that will either bring joy into your life or will make the world better. Volunteer. Right. Right. Or um, whether volunteer or like uh, become an activist, like join Sunrise Movement or some right, kind of right. like. Justice Dems, whatever it will be the thing that like that uh, that coincides with your own political point of view or something like. Right. I mean, look, if you're on the right side of the spectrum, then don't do anything. Just sit in your house and don't don't <laughs> actually go and do anything. Yeah, yeah. Stay in the house <laughs> and never leave and talk to no one. Yeah, right. Uh, but like you know, if you're somewhere from the center to the left, you know, go and do like do something that could change the world and make it better, and that will that I think maybe that will. Uh, fill up your soul a little more and push the resent like you are filling up a glass with water and the resentments are uh the ice cubes and you're gonna try to push the ice cubes rising out. to the top yes you get want them out you want to get that layer of cream resentment yes. cream you want to <laughs> skim it skim that resentment cream right yes. out of there and look right yeah. and now naomi you and reese witherspoon are great friends <laughs> All the people. I don't know why that name just fucking killed me. Uh, to say Reese Witherspoon is to kill me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much. Cam, this was just a true delight. It really was. So grateful. So grateful. You know I cannot wait to – I feel like now, like, this really got me wanting to read your book, Save Yourself. I want to mm. get into Save Yourself. I want to, like, really unpack now. There's so much there. <laughs> You've lived a real, really wild ride. You've gotten your groove back. And I think that's the thing. You've, you've lived a life. You didn't, like, go straight into comedy at, like, 19. And that's why she's interesting. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I – I fully believe. That, that's why I, I'm, like, uh, 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 like, I'm reading your soul. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that, that my soul seems vaguely interesting. You know, I, I did. What's funny is also that like I did go into. You know, I started doing comedy at 19 when I was in college, and weirdly, have been doing both things for a long time. And this relates to our last question, which is just to say, like, I think another thing that I found was creating so much resentment for me was how much I had like taken anything that I like. And been like, this is useless garbage. The only thing that matters is achievement, which is motivated by you, the person I hate, you know? Yeah. And like, that's also oh. why I said earlier, it's like, it is also a fuck you to other people if you're like watching a TV show you really love, you know, like mm -hmm. to this person who asked this question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's a fuck you if you're like really dig the dinner you made, you know, like if you, if you're like stuck in a yeah. resentment. Yeah. And you need an action for that, like enjoying yourself, however that is, is just as good a fuck you as like proving them wrong or whatever. Then well, you go on nine dates instead of their eight dates, you know, like <laughs> not doing that. Oh, <laughs> but that's, so like, that's how I feel about politics, though. Like, I'm very like, you know, and I think part of this like money monster thing or this, you know, me being so like what I want, the best thing I can do as a black woman, is fucking win. And I don't mean that resentment-wise. I mean, like, I need to be thriving for my ancestors. I need to be thriving for the culture. So the best thing I can do is achieve my dreams. And so if that is the case, what are all the things on top of me that are stopping me from doing that? You know, because I do. I'm like, I'm like the best. Because that's the thing. Is like, because, you know, my impulse, you know, honey, I'm a damn sad sack and every day's a struggle. But it's like the thing is, that's what that's what they want. And I know that to say they is a little QAnon of me, but like that's what the system <laughs> wants. Right. Because if I'm yes. broke down, I don't show up. I don't fight. I don't yell. I was talking to somebody because I was like doing some video about registering to vote. And the guy, it was like a young black guy, I think. And he was like. He's like, well, I'm from New York. It's going to go blue anyway. I'm not really. He's like, he's like, I don't know if I should go. And I literally like, this is someone I do not know. Legit sent him a video on instant. I go, bitch, you better get up and go. Because it ain't just about the president. There's other stuff on the ballot that matters that will affect your daily life. And that's what they want. They want your ass tired and complacent and bored. If everybody thought it's going to go blue, it ain't going to go blue. <laughs> and then he literally just goes, well, I guess I kind of have to now, LOL. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you do. It's yeah. like, you know, and it's like, that's the thing. It's like people want you to feel like, eh. And the thing, I can't do that. I can't feel, eh. I'm, I have to feel like, let's go get them, you know? And that's hard. But you got to. Mm -hmm. You got to. Yeah. You got to. Beautifully said. Everybody on this call is <laughs> doing an amazing job of achieving their goals of world domination through enjoyment of one's own personal life. Yes, <laughs> yes. Trying. Trying. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks See you yeah. all next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com